You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Life can be hard, and sometimes you just need an internet bestie to help you out. That's where I come in. Welcome to the Dear Imani Podcast, an advice-based show that reminds you to put yourself first and live in your purpose. And don't worry, I'll always give you the real tea. Need advice or have a story? Send me a message on our Instagram at Dear Imani Podcast or DearImani.com. Tune in every Friday for a new episode. See you there. Sincerely, Imani. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Dear Imani. I'm your host, Imani, obviously. Merry Christmas, y'all. It is basically Christmas time. Once Halloween wrapped, it's Christmas. Like, I'm definitely one of those girls that the memes of, like, October 31st, Halloween, November 1st, Christmas. Mariah Carey is defrosted, and it's time to get this party started. I was about to decorate yesterday, but then Alex was like, maybe we should wait a little bit longer, and I actually agreed because we be keeping our decorations up until like basically February, so that's a long time to have Christmas in the house. So we're going to probably decorate in a couple weeks, but we are going to do a Target run because, pro tip, you should go to Target or Burlington Co. Factory, wherever you get your decorations, that's where we get ours, but go there now because all the super poppin' ones, decorations are there right now because it's still early. Once December hits, it's all scattered and like all the good stuff is taken up. So I would advise, even if you're not going to decorate right now, go get your shopping on. Another pro tip, another pro tip, take out your decorations first, see what you already have and then go shopping because it's super easy to just buy a bunch of stuff and then you look back at home and you're like, wait, I actually had a lot of decorations from last year and years prior. So Christmas pro tip. All right, we are back from homecoming. Make sure to look out for that vlog that's going to be coming out this week on my YouTube channel. We had so much fun. It was just the best. I don't want to give out too much too much tea because I filmed the whole thing. So make sure you watch that if you're interested. But yeah, I feel like I captured the essence of homecoming and HBCUs and I'm excited to edit and put this one up. So, so make sure you look out for that on Sunday. Also, please, can y'all rate this podcast five stars? Like, literally right now, press five stars if you're listening to this. I'm waiting. Okay, thank you so much. Literally, my podcast right now on Spotify is a 4.6, and it was like a 4.8, and I feel like somebody's out to get me. I feel like somebody somebody rated it hella low, which is what brought it down, and I don't want a 4.6. So I want like a, I can see a 4.6 if I had like thousands of reviews, but there's not like a ton of reviews, so I just feel like one or two of those reviews brought me down. It's like a grade, you know? So if you could please, please rate this five stars. Like I would love you forever. Also, please go follow my podcast page on Instagram. I promise I'm about to be way more active on there. I show so much love to my personal accounts, my personal TikTok, but I gotta show more love to my, my podcast babies. Like, yes, I want to appreciate you all so much for listening. I love this podcast, as you guys know, but I need to I'm going to be posting a lot more on my podcast pages on TikTok and Instagram. So make sure you look out for that. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about gender roles. I see this topic come up a lot, especially on podcasts. And the conversation typically is about 50-50 split of the bills, a woman's role in the relationship and more like toxic related um, questions and and topics. And I literally hate the 50-50 bill conversation with a passion i feel like it's so tired it's so redundant and it's so annoying the conversation to me is so out of touch with society the most of society it lives in the 99 percentile so working paid you're either working you're middle class paycheck to paycheck you have roommates whatever the case may be that's the average person's situation and if you have a really really good job and you are able to afford your own place and all these other things, whatever the case may be, that is like a that is not the majority of people. So when people are talking about 
50-50 split and what that looks like in relationships and in households, I feel like it's a little out of touch. So I'm not going to be focusing on that part when it comes to gender roles because I just feel like it's a tired situation, a tired conversation. Um, and of course, it does come up because if we're going to talk about gender roles, you cannot escape that part of the conversation. But we're not going to be focusing so much on that because there's so many layers to what gender roles in a relationship looks like. And we're going to be diving into all your submissions and my opinions with all of this as well. So we're going to start with a gender roles definition because we love a definition over here. Definition of gender roles. Gender roles in society means how we're expected to act, speak, dress, groom, and conduct ourselves based upon our assigned sex. So I feel like that's pretty much self-explanatory, honestly. Um, and I think that in some way, most of us adhere to those terms. Like we kind of act like what society thinks we should look and act and present ourselves like based upon our sex. And that's not true for everyone, of course, but for I think majority of people, that is pretty true. For me, growing up and seeing my parents and their dynamic, they've definitely replicated or they definitely replicated a typical gender role relationship and household. My dad worked and paid the bills and my mom was a stay-at-home mom, which to me is also a full-time job, 100%. So they both did their roles in that capacity. But the difference that I saw with my parents and a lot of other situations is that my dad was still very hands-on with everything else. So between raising me and making all the decisions that comes with raising me, being at every event, recital, pageant, everything that I did, my dad was there and very hands-on. Like he would do my hair and makeup for it. Like he is like all-star, all-American dad, I like to say. But he was very much present in everything that was going on, even though he worked and paid the bills. Um, and he also was he was cooking, he would decorated the home, painted the walls, like he was involved in everything that was going on in the house too. My mom's role was more of a stereotypical role as well growing up because she was a stay-at-home mom, so she took care of me, took care of the household and all the things that needed to be done around the house. So I feel like their dynamic was really good because it wasn't toxic in the sense of like, oh, my dad's expecting a meal cooked out. Not that that's toxic, but like he wasn't expecting a meal cooked. He wasn't expecting the house better be clean when I get home. He wasn't expecting my mom to be doing all these things because he also knew that being a stay-at-home mom was a job. So how I view relationships when it comes to that is definitely based about based upon of what I've seen from my parents, but then also a little bit different because times are different and I also have a different relationship, of course. But that is how I grew up and what I've seen. When it comes to me and Alex's dynamic role, it's a little bit different because we don't have a child, so therefore I'm not a stay-at-home mom, and I'm also not a stay-at-home girlfriend because I like to work, I am a working person, and I have like multiple jobs. And for me, I know that I like to work, um, and I think that's fair for me to say because of the line of work that I do, the things that I want to do, and my goals are fun and in, in, in entertainment, so I enjoy being busy. I was actually watching Kardashians last night, and Kim always talks about how she overexerts herself on projects because she loves to be busy, which is why she has a million businesses, a million brands, et cetera, just because she likes the idea of being busy. I think it makes her feel successful. And um, I think for me, I like being busy too, because that shows me that I'm being booked and my dreams are coming true and yada, yada, yada. So personally for me, I don't think I would want to be a stay-at-home mom if I was a stay-at-home mom, I would still be working on my own projects and have the freedom to work from home or whatever, but I still want to always be, as cringy as it sounds, that boss babe, that boss girl, because I enjoy being busy. So for me and Alex, this dynamic, it's different than my parents because it is a, bo because it is a little bit more 50-50 because I also am a working person. 
throughout this conversation, you're going to hear me probably say the term lead and follow a lot because I think it is, one, a little bit more inclusive. And then two, um, I think that relates to a lot more relationships, the lead and follow, because not everyone... The other terms would be masculine and feminine energy, which is very accurate as well. And that plays a part in most of our relationships, especially like heterosexual relationships. That plays a part in me and Alex's relationship. But a lot of times there is a lead and follow. And I think that's an appropriate um, appropriate verbiage to use as well. So going into the first question that I asked you guys, do gender roles exist in your relationship? If so, how? So for me and Alex's relationship, of course, they absolutely do. Even in small things, like I expect Alex to kill a spider, (laughs) not only because I'm scared of a spider, but because I feel like that would be his job more. Because if I'm being truthful, even if he was scared of spiders, which he's not, but if he was scared of spiders and we were equally scared of spiders, my brain would still think that Alex had to kill the spider. So if you look at that in a deeper level, that comes from, I, it comes from this idea that I believe that it is his role inherently to kill the spider because he is a man and he is the leader of the house and he is masculine so therefore he should be killing the spider so as simple as that scenario sounds it does come from and is rooted in a stereotypical gender role so I think that honestly most of our relationships have that gender role dynamic even if we're not looking at it in the way that you think of it when you first think of it I think a lot of times when you think of do you have gender roles it's like you're you're a woman and you're cooking and cleaning and you're a man and you're at work and you're providing and you're going to war. Like that is that is what it used to look like and that is what people think in their head I think when they think of gender roles, but there's a lot of different there's a lot of smaller things that we do in society that show, oh, we do have gender roles in our relationship. So the spider thing is definitely just one of them. Um but outside of that, yes, I do think that we have gender roles in our relationship. There's expectations that I have of Alex just because he is a man. And I'm just going to be honest. That's just what it is. And he also is very masculine and not in a toxic way, but he's very masculine. So therefore, he's always going to be in that masculine energy. Um, and for me, I feel like I feel like I'm feminine and want to live in a feminine energy because I feel like that is what makes I feel like that is what makes me feel most feminine if that makes sense we'll get into that because someone actually submitted something along those lines but yes I do think overall that we have gender roles but not in a toxic way because Alex once again is not toxic and he is a leader but also wants and allows me to lead and for me I feel like I can follow but I also know how to lead and like to lead so it goes back and forth depending on the situation depending on the day All right, moving on to your submissions. The question once again, do gender roles exist in your relationship? If so, how? First one, yes, I'm a princess, period. Yes, same. We are all pretty, pretty princesses over here. Number two, we try to not have double standards, but it's hard because society has ingrained it in us forever. 100%. So this is something to me that I don't think that we personally can't escape. I don't think we'll ever escape it or if we'll really want to escape it, if we're being honest. I think we have to be 100% realistic and honest when we're having this conversation as well. So if you're someone listening to this and you're thinking, we don't have gender roles, I don't believe in gender roles, that is totally fine. But I also think it's fair to like open your horizons and look at how society views gender, how society views stereotypical gender roles and how that plays out in your everyday relationships and to have a genuine conversation about it. So I do think that you can try your best to not have those double standards, but it usually will come out in some way. 
there will be somebody that's a lead and somebody that is a follow. And not to say that that depends on a certain gender, but there usually always is a lead and a follow. Um, and like this person is saying, they try their hardest not to, but because it's been ingrained in our society for literally since the beginning of time and still plays out today, that is going to be ingrained in you and hard to kind of get rid of. And I want to, and I also want to make it clear, you don't have to get rid of it. It's totally fine to live in that stereotypical ideology of like a woman's place is this and a man's place is this. If that works for your relationship, if you like that, then pop off. I think a lot of times with this conversation too, you get two sides. You get the side that lives in the stereotypical idea of a woman does this, a man does this. And then you live in the more, I guess, more progressive side, you could call it, of we are 50 50. We both do the, we both do things the same. We are both lead and follows followers. And those two sides sometimes argue because they feel like one is better than the other. And I'm a firm believer that everybody has a relationship that works for them. And this is kind of like segueing a little bit, but it reminds me of like how the new Snow White movie, right? The actress, I don't, I don't even know her name. I forget, but like she's gets, she's got a lot of heat because she was on interviews talking about how Snow White is new now. She doesn't need to have a prince to save her. She doesn't need, it's not about love, blah, blah, blah. And so people were having think pieces and and rebuttaling her. Is that a word? Whatever. Rebuttaling her and saying, it's nothing wrong with wanting love. Like Snow White was alone for all these years. So it's okay for her to fantasize about wanting love. So all that to say, I think that sometimes when we have these conversations, one side gets upset with the other and then the other side gets upset with the other um, but we're just here to have an open dialogue about what this looks like in relationships. Nope, gender roles don't exist. He does laundry more than me. <laughs> That's so funny. I do have submissions like that about like their men doing laundry and cooking more than them, which I think is so great because period, like they should because they're adults. So yeah, you probably should be doing your laundry and, you know, cooking your meals. You should know how to do that basic skill set. But I do love that. Next one. Yes, he takes on the more traditional masculine role and I take on the feminine role. It makes us feel like we are in our divine spaces. So I really like this submission because of the fact that I do think that a lot of times, especially I'm speaking from like a heterosexual relationship too. I feel like a lot of times women feel you like when you're if if you, when you feel feminine, you feel feminine when you feel taken care of, whether that's mentally, spiritually, financially, Whatever the case may be, you feel feminine when that happens. Um, and a man feels masculine when they're able to lead and when they're able to make their woman feel feminine because that also kind of benefits them, where it benefits them either how their their woman acts, how their woman is, whether that is sexually, whatever the case may be. I feel like overall when your girl is in her feminine energy, that also helps a man be in his masculine energy, but then also... I feel like overall it benefits the man because the woman feels feminine. If that, I don't know, does that make sense? I feel like that's what this submission is saying. Like feeling like in your divine spaces and the roles that you feel like you were meant to play. And people could disagree with that. Like a man was meant to be a leader and a woman was meant to be a nurturer, etc. People can disagree with that is what it is. Like if that's what women and men were made to do. But I think society and how... But I think what we've seen from the beginning of time, that is what the standard was at first. Of course, that has changed a little bit as time goes on. But I do think in the beginning, that is what a man's role was and a woman's role was. So for you, if that makes you feel like you're in your divine spaces where you were meant to be, then you're going to definitely probably take on that traditional masculine and feminine role. 
Next one. Do gender roles exist in your relationship? If so, how? Yes. In my everyday career, I... Yes. In my everyday career life, I tend to lead and be dominant. In my relationship, I like being submissive. So there you go. Someone, a woman that likes to take on the role of being submissive. And because like she's saying in her everyday life and in career, she has to lead and she's dominant. So if you're the manager or you're the owner of a business or you're the manager at work or whatever, and you have to be dominant and you're working in an office and you have to tell people what to do, you might want to be able to come home and be submissive. You might want to come home and be able to feel feminine because being a, it's like, it's such a difficult conversation, honestly, saying it out loud a little bit because I'm so much of like a feminist in my brain and like wanting to be, I say what I say goes, I'm the leader, I'm this, I'm that. So when I'm saying it out loud, it's sometimes like difficult to wrap my brain around because you do have to put yourself in the situation of, okay, there are these roles that are being played out. And the term, the idea of being a leader at work and being dominant at work is for a lot of people feels masculine. Um, So then what she's saying is she wants to come home and feel feminine. Um, Where in my head, I'm like, no, being a leader at work does not mean masculine. That is woman. Hear me war. You know what I'm trying to say? It's like, it's an interesting conversation, but I but I get it. I get what I get what this person is saying because you, like I said, want to come home and you want to be in a relationship and feel feminine and feel like you're in that space and be able to feel taken care of in that way. Next one. No, we share the burden in everything. Finances, chores, and taking care of our child, etc. So cool. So this is like a 50-50 relationship, and they're saying that they don't have any gender roles. Um it, 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 I would love to like ask a follow-up question of, okay, yes, finances are 50-50, chores are 50-50, take care of your child 50-50, love that. And I honestly feel like that that's probably a typical situation, especially because one, life's expensive, is expensive. Two, both people are working. So therefore you both need to split the chores. It's not one person's job, especially when both people are working. And two, it takes two to tango. You both made that baby, so it needs to be taken care of 50-50. So I feel like, to me, this is like the perfect scenario. But even with that, I still feel like there are gender roles that play out in other um, scenarios. So my follow-up question to that would be, you know, who kills the spider? You know what I mean? Like, things like that. Next one. I clean and take care of the baby. He cooks and works. Okay, cool. So this is more like a traditional um traditional dynamic of a woman taking care of the baby and cleaning and doing the household work and then the husband is working or the man is the man is working and taking care of the bills but then he also cooks so then he's also doing part of the household work as well and of course he's taking care of his son as well so that dynamic gets also kind of split so that works too um you as you can see there's a lot of different types of situ variations of what this looks like in a household so i thought this was just a cool conversation altogether Next one, 100%. We have very stereotypical gender roles by choice. No trash duty for me, okay? (laughs) You know what? I actually do take out the trash, so period. (laughs) They are fluid. We care for each other and step in where the other needs it at a given time. So this kind of goes back to the lead and follow scenario and situation because I do feel like um, there are certain points where One partner can lead and there's points where another partner can follow and vice versa. I think there's everyone, I think that everyone has certain skill sets and things that they bring to the table that could be better than what other person's bringing to the table or they just know how to do it better. So any given day, any partner can be a lead and a follow. So I do like the idea that um, having like this fluid relationship where you step in for each other when needed. We have 
yes, we have gender roles. He pays all the bills. <laughs> Period. <laughs> all right. Next one. No, because we are gay. <laughs> this submission killed me. But also my follow-up question was to this. Like, even in a same-sex relationship, I wonder, are there still, you know, there is there still the lead and follow scenario? Is there still someone that adheres to this quote-unquote masculine and feminine energy um, and what that dynamic looks like. I think just because you're in a same-sex situation in partnership or marriage does not mean that there is not this stereotypical lead-and-follow masculine and feminine energy in within your relationship. So I think that even when you are gay or whatever relationship looks like, it is during this conversation, it's kind of, it's kind of, it would be kind of beneficial to kind of take a step back and look at it and look like, oh, okay, Actually, I do lead in this way, which kind of mirrors the stereotypical masculine energy. Or I do follow in this way that kind of mirrors this feminine energy. Like just kind of taking a step back and looking at what that looks like. And not to say that in some relationships, even in a heterosexual relationship, it could truly just be 50-50. There does not have to be this lead and follow. Like your relationship, if you look back and you're like, no, we are literally 50-50 in all things, masculine and feminine energy on both sides then slay. I think a lot of relationships do have this lead and follow. So even when you're gay, take a step back and look at it and think about it. Think about it right now while you're listening to this podcast. Think about it. Next one. My husband always drives because I'm a passenger princess. Yes. Okay. See, gender roles. Like I, Alex always is driving. You know why? Because I'm a pretty, pretty princess. And what I do in the passenger seat is my business. What I do in the passenger seat, I'm taking pics. I'm getting golden hour. I'm putting on my lip gloss. I'm vlogging. I am making TikToks. I'm talking mess. I'm gossiping. I'm listening to Megan Stallion. I'm controlling the, the aux cord. You know, I'm doing all the girly things that I need to be doing. I'm drinking my drinks, getting my coffee. I'm doing the things that a passenger princess does. You know what I mean? So I do feel like that is my place as a woman is to be on the passenger side um, yeah, that's just something that I'll never be, I'll never be that progressive that I'll start driving everywhere for me and Alex. Nope. I do have my own car. Obviously I drive myself to places I need to be by myself, but anywhere that we are going together, best believe we are in his car and he is driving. Next one. Sometimes, but not in a toxic way. I don't take the trash out or cut the grass. Okay. Fair enough. Like I do think like if we, we don't have grass to cut, but if we had grass to cut, I would not, I would not be doing that that that's that is not in my bingo card next one hell no my husband picks my laundry up off the floor and cooks period (laughs) no gender roles here baby they said we are doing our own things and going into me and Alex's relationship like I said we do have gender roles I think that are just like overall but in the nitty-gritty stuff no like we are very 50 50 in the sense like in the sense of a lot of different things but he does his own laundry I do my own laundry like, we both clean. If anything, he cleans more than me. Like, I feel like I'm the messier one. So we have that same dynamic. Like, we both are cleaning. We're both equally, if we cook, we're both cooking. If we're buying food, we both will buy each other's food. We both will do our own laundry. Like, it's very 50-50 in that dynamic, which I think is great because we're grown-ass people. He's grown. I'm grown. We just be grown together, okay? And last one for this question I feel like upbringing plays a role in this. What type of roles were you around as kids? My partner comes from a traditional gender roles household and I didn't. And I wanted to leave that one last because I feel like that is like the most valid point in all of this is it really depends on how you grew up. So someone like me, honestly, it was it would have been very easy for me to think 
that um, a man had to pay all the bills and a woman had to do this just because of what I saw growing up. And not saying that I didn't, I didn't see anything like crazy in the sense of my mom did all this, my dad all did all this, and they didn't do each other's roles at all. Because like I said earlier, their roles intertwine. But just from a financial point of like what a stereotypical gender role looks like, it could have been very easy for me to think that way. So I think it is interesting that even though I grew up one way, my viewpoint is still just a little bit different. And that could just be because the relationship I'm in, it could be the state of our state of how expensive it is to live here. So I understand the dynamic of splitting your bills or even if they're not completely split, like you contributing to the bills. I think that's probably why I could view it a little bit different than how I grew up and what I saw growing up. But also I could view it that way too, because when times were hard or if like things were hard with my dad's job, my mom always had money saved and was able to come through when ne- when she, when she when we needed help. So because of that, even though my mom didn't work and she did start working when I was like 14 or 13 or something. So she eventually did start working and having full-time jobs. And I always was able to see her be able to, um, stuff like save the family sounds so dramatic. I can't think of a word, but she was always able, able to help us when like some, like financially things were not good. She always came to the rescue. So because I think I saw that too, I had a good variation of seeing a stay at home mom, not pay bills, but then a woman being able to come to the rescue when finances were rough for my dad. So because I saw both of those sides, I think that's why my viewpoint is, I don't think I need to be taken care of financially because of the fact that I want to be able to do it for myself. But I also think that there should be some type of masculine role and provider mindset when it comes to taking care of the house, if that makes sense. But yes, I totally agree with this statement of it really depends on how you grew up and what you saw. Because say take, I'll just think about men. Take a man that watched his dad, one, had his dad in his life, but two, saw his dad pay all the bills all the time and provide it for the family in that way. Growing up, he's going to think and know and think that's a must for him to have to pay for everything because that's what he saw growing up and that's gonna that's what's going to make him feel masculine, make him feel um, like a provider because he watched that growing up. Um, or you have the flip situation where he didn't see that growing up and he saw his mom take care of everything and struggle or whatever the case may be. So he knows that he doesn't want that for, he doesn't want to see that. So he wants to be the provider. Or you have another situation where he didn't see that at all, a man in the house or a man being a provider and taking care of his mom. So therefore he believes that everything should be split because he watched his mom do it. So therefore the women should have to take care of themselves in that way, the way their mom did. Um, if that makes sense. So I think there's a lot of layers to this type of situation. And it really does, like this person said, depends on how you grew up. So my next question for you guys was, do you think it's possible to have a relationship without the lead and follow dynamic? So personally, I think, uh, I'm not really sure. I feel like there's always going to be a lead and follow situation. I think to just simply say, um, yes, it's possible to have a to not have a lead and follow is wrong just because somebody will always take a lead role and someone will always take a follow and you could flip and that's okay too but the role still exists so I'm gonna say it's not possible but the first submission here is it's possible (laughs) it may just not be healthy it just may not be a healthy high functioning relationship exactly and someone else also said um where I'm gonna find it really fast 
It says no because that's when you get into a power struggle. You should lead in what you're you should lead at what you're good at. So kind of combining those two. So I agree with that. I feel like it is possible, but it's not healthy because therefore your your roles and your relationship and your strengths could get skewed. Um and can cause I feel like can cause um error or like cause cause miscommunication in real in your relationship if you're not clear on what your role is in your relationship, if that makes sense. All right, next one. No, everyone leads in some capacity. Depending on the scenario, I prefer to lead slash follow. Agree. Number three, in terms of someone who leads, definitely him. I just sit back and look cute. But if I want to lead, but if I but if I want to lead, he doesn't stop me. AKA there is no male ego. Period. Yes. So like, I feel like a lot of times women like to sit back and look cute because I like to do that sometimes too. Like I like to be pretty, pretty princess, passenger, passenger princess in my feminine, in my feminine energy and him and his masculine energy. I just feel like I like that dynamic too. But then at the same time, I also know that I'm a leader and Alex likes me to lead as well. So I step into that role when needed or when I want to or when it just works in our dynamic and there's no male ego. That's my biggest thing with this whole conversation. If you are a stereotypical relationship of a woman does this, a man does this, all I can say is that there better not be no masculine toxic energy and no male ego in that shit. Like I do not, I cannot do that. Number four, there is always a lead and a follow, but who is doing the leading slash following can alternate day to day. Exactly. This person said, no, that is not possible. <laughs> I think it's possible for it to flip every so often. Absolutely. 13 years together, 10 years married, and three kids later, and it's still working for us. So this person, yeah, they think that there, it's possible to not have a lead in follow dynamics. So that works for them. Yes and no. No, because that's when you get into a power struggle. I read that one. No, somebody's got to have direction, okay? And that direction, once again, can flip-flop depending on the partner. But yes, I do think there needs to be direction, which is why the lead and follow dynamic is always going to work, in my opinion. I think it's more taking turns. Yes, yes and no. Lead slash follow just changes based on the situation you're in when you are a team. Yes, absolutely. Teammates for life. (laughs) I feel a successful relationship is one that can be interchangeable. Yes, Yep, we are pretty 50-50. Okay, so that no lead and follow. Yes, for the right people. And last one, I feel like we each play a role. My friend and I just had this conversation. I feel like some things men can do, we can't do vice versa. For example, men have difficulty nurturing and that's because they weren't meant to, so they have to learn. And women were not created to provide. We choose to work because we want to. Women should not do hardworking tasks like take out the trash. <laughs> okay, period. Now let's go into Dear Imani. I feel like we haven't had a Dear Imani in a, like a couple episodes. So I'm so excited to be having this back because this is the premise of the episode, okay? Dear Imani, my role in my relationship is I'm willing to follow when I know my man is guiding and prioritizing my needs. Yes, okay. So that kind of goes back into what we were talking about earlier is a woman feeling feminine and in her divine space. So this submission is you she will follow if her man is prioritizing her needs so if her man is making her feel seen and heard and taking care of her mentally physically spiritually whatever um she's going to be able to feel like she can follow because she has something to follow i think where the issue comes in sometimes too is that 
men have this expectation of wanting a woman to be a submissive or follow, but they have nothing to show for it. Like, I'm not going to follow someone that doesn't know how to lead or doesn't give me direction or doesn't give me a reason to want to follow because I can be a leader myself and follow my own, my own path. Like, I don't feel like I need to be a follower, but if I'm going to follow, I better have some type of direction. Um, and I think that sometimes in this conversation, men want this like traditional housewife, but not doing traditional manly things. Like back in the day, men were able to ask for a traditional housewife because a woman did not work. So then he took care of the, he took care of the bills. He went to work. The woman did not work and she was in the home. So yeah, if that's the roles that you're playing, I can see how someone can expect dinner ready because you were at home all day. Like that, that is not, I don't think that's bad to want. But nowadays it's like women are working too. So if you're a man and you have this idea that you're going to come home, home to a hot plate, but I also was at work, that is not the same dynamic anymore, baby. Like that's not how this works. So once again, so all that to say, it's like, it's just a different time. And I think it's the conversation gets annoying when men think that women should act a certain way when it's not 1920 anymore. And if you're not going to give me a reason to, if you're not going to give me a reason to be submissive in that way, then we're just going to be, our dynamic is going to be, you know, 50, 50 and that's totally fine too. So I do agree with this. I'm willing to follow when I know my man is guiding and prioritizing my needs. Number two, dear Imani, my role in my relationship is to be the leader from the back seat. So I really like this submission too, because I think that it it plays into the whole lead and follow situation. And also, once again, in um, plays into the feminine and masculine energy as well. So you're, as a woman, you're a leader, which is how I view myself. You're a leader, but then she's saying that she's a leader from the back seat, which also gives her partner that ability to lead and maybe live in his masculine energy. Um, so she's a leader, but from the backseat. Dear Imani, the role, dear Imani, the roles my fiance and I follow are ever changing. Having fixed roles proved too difficult because it often led to expectations that were never voiced. We both are incredibly independent when we first started dating. We both just took an initiative if something needed to be done, but bigger things are always a conversation. I love the part about having fixed roles proved too difficult because it often led to expectations that were never voiced. So I agree with this too, because overall, I think that a relationship should just be teamwork. Like one day you're a lead, one day I'm a lead, one day you're a follow, one day I'm a follow. Like it's interchangeable. It's a team. It's all one working piece and nobody has a specific role pointing the finger. Imani, you need to do these dishes. Alex, you need to do this. Like, unless it's a spider, like I will stand 10 toes down in that. I'm not killing a spider if Alex is in the house. I don't think that anybody should have a specific role like that with the pointing the finger because like this person said, it can lead to expectations that were never voiced. It doesn't allow room for error, if that makes sense, because if your role is you need to do this and you need to do this, if it's it doesn't just it doesn't feel like a team when that happens in my personal opinion. So I actually agree with this submission. Next one. Dear Imani, my husband and I do the head and neck system. He leads our family, but I can turn us whatever direction I need us to go. I thought this was the coolest like analogy or example or whatever when I read that. I'm like, she popped off with that. Let's read that again. My husband and I do the head and neck system. He leads our family, but I can turn us whatever direction I need us to go. Like, she really ate with that. That is, 
I love that because that, once again, emulates the lead and follow. He's leading, but she's like, skirt, we're going this way. So she's also a leader, but she's still following. But then he's also leading the family. But when she turns, he has to follow. Perfect scenario. Dear Imani, I used to take on most of the household duties by default. It was exhausting and didn't feel fair. So we had to talk we had to have a talk about splitting up the chores and be more equal. Now we each have chores that are in that we are in charge of, and I am a lot less stressed. Yeah, so I think you were feeling stressed because you felt like you were doing all of the work. And chances are you are also working. So if you're working and then I'll have this expectation that you should be having the house cleaned and cooking and doing all these things in the household. That's a lot of stress on one person. So that's why I think overall the teamwork dynamic, I probably feel I think that the best relationships are probably either 60-40 or 50-50. And it depends on how, and it doesn't have to mean even just like financially 50-50, even if somebody is paying all the bills. But at the end of the day, the, the ideal of the relationship should still be 50-50 because you are a team and you're teammates at the end of the day. So you were feeling stressed because you probably felt like you were doing all of the work and that your partner was not working with you in the places that it matter, like your household. So so I think one is great that you have the conversation and you guys were able to fix that and your partner was able to follow you and be like, okay, this is an issue and we need to fix it. But this example is exactly why I think overall it's great to have um, the team player mentality and go into your relationship as a team um, instead of instead of like this is your role and this is your role because I think they can easily be interchangeable and you can just kind of all do your part in life. All right, y'all. So those are your submissions. I wanted to do this episode just because I see it. I see the topic a lot and I was just really interested in how your guys' dynamic in your relationship was and what your thoughts about gender roles and leading and following looks like in that dynamic. So I feel like I got my answer. Um, I hope you learned something in this episode or hope you thought about something new listening to this. I feel like I have, honestly. I just loved reading your guys' point of view. But for Imani's final thoughts, I think that whatever you choose to do in your relationship and whatever dynamic that you choose to have works for you. Everyone's relationship is not going to look the same. So remember, like, even when having these conversations or listening to this episode, that you're not doing it any wrong or right way. Everyone has the right to have the relationship that they choose to have that works for them and their dynamic. I do think that it's possible to have a relationship without gender roles, but I don't think that it's possible to have a relationship without a lead and follow because simply everyone has traits that they excel in. And I think that if you have a trait that you excel in, you should be the lead on that. And if you have something that you could work on or your partner is better at or whatever the case may be, then you should be a follow in that. So I think overall as humans, it's totally okay to be a leader and a follow. And I think that's what makes a better relationship if you're able to choose your role in that capacity. Overall, I think today's episode could be a great opportunity for you to look at your relationship and look at your strengths or weaknesses, where you lead and where you follow, or look at the gender roles that play into your relationship. Where is the masculine energy coming from? Where is the feminine energy coming from? And what is that? how does that play into your partnership? So those are my final thoughts for the day. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I had a great time talking about this topic. Um, once again, please rate this podcast five stars, okay? And follow my podcast page, Dear Imani Podcast, on Instagram and TikTok. And look forward to that homecoming vlog that will be up this Sunday. And it's going to be so much fun to watch. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. I love you all so much. And see you next Friday. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. You can watch the full episode on YouTube and make sure to send in your stories and questions at dearymoney.com. Reminder, I am not responsible for the outcome of any advice you take from me. Unless it's good, then I get all the credit. See you next week. Mwah! This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.